You're listening to The Parallel Past, a podcast designed to elevate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can get everything you want out of life. The only question is, are you ready? All right, welcome back to The Parallel Past podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Makita Moore. <laughs> hey, Dr. congratulations to Dr. Makita Moore as well, but I'm your other co-host, Blair McClendon. Yes, and we have a very special guest here from Oakland, Michael. So go ahead and introduce yourself to our guests and let us know a little bit about your background. Thank you. Give thanks. Um, yes, I'm brother uh, Michael. I'm from out in Oakland, California, and um, currently right now I'm out visiting in LA. Um, I came out here for a mushroom cultivation workshop, and um, also to make some connections and um, yeah, to you know spread peace and light. Um, I've been on my path and journey of health and wellness for ten years, and um, within me being on my path and journey of health and wellness, I've come across a lot of information about uh, plant-based food, stones and crystals. Um, working with um, plant medicine and ceremonies and rituals, um, doing a lot of cultivation with the earth and just traveling, connecting with our people, trying to bring our people closer together. So yeah, uh, I'm a plant-based healer and a plant-based chef too as well. Um, I like to cook a lot of uh, alkaline plant-based foods and um, into crystal jewelry and a, a lot of other uh, crystal healing products that I offer uh, for my business. So I have a, a crystal healing business called Exclusive Magic. Also have an alkaline plant-based um, catering service called Black Sea Cuisine, and I'm a part of a collective out in um, Oakland called Raw Soul Collective. So we do a lot of um, events, uh, do a lot of uh, free catering and food giveaways for the community, and um, it's a part of a cooperative movement out in Oakland as well. Um, I'm a worker owner at Medellin's Grocery Cooperative too. It's a black-owned grocery store in, in um, Oakland. So um, yeah, just. In many fields and sectors of health and wellness, I try to uh, be involved and help our people uh, be as healthy and conscious as possible. Woo! Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And that, that, for yeah. sure. That definitely deserves a round of applause. And um, I don't know if you can see it on Makita and I's face, but I mean, that's, that's everything I've been on the past few years and Makita as well. So uh, just trying to bring the health conscious to our community and uh, I'm plant-based myself everything that you you mentioned from the crystals to um, the shrooms and the herbs and all that type of stuff but that's that's right down my alley so I'm looking forward to this conversation and diving deeper with you for sure solid yeah yeah and Mike, Mike Iel and I, we actually mm. met um, a couple of nights ago. He was down here with a group of friends for um, the Laundrell concert. I don't know who Laundrell is. Definitely check him out. Uh, was that your first time hearing about him? That was my first time um, going to a show of his. Um, I've been listening to his music for like the last five years and um, it's really been helping me on my path healing. Um, he's a great artist speaking about is self-healing um, definitely uplifts uh, divine masculine energy, divine feminine energy, and he speaks about just um, you know a higher consciousness on the earth. So um, I resonate with all that, and um, it was a blessing to, to cross paths with him and everybody in that room. It was very um, powerful to, to be in that vortex of energy, and um, I look forward to more connections like that. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful because it brought us here to where we are. You know, yes. and things like this, you know, just when they happen, it's so beautiful to just take them in and to acknowledge them. Um, so sure. tell, 
Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you, you're at. Mm. Like, what's your background growing up? Did you grow up in Oakland? I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, I was born in Sacramento, but my uh, mother and father um, are from Oakland and San Francisco. So um, I kind of been um, traveling, moving a lot of places throughout my life. And um, but I did um, go to school out in, in um, Richmond, um, California, and I played basketball in high school and also in uh, college. So I have an athletic background um, for the majority of my uh, younger years. But as I got uh, a little bit older and um, I didn't um, make it professionally into sports, I started to uh, pursue um, just a, a career into uh, like a sports analyst and doing uh, journaling and writing for uh, sports columns. But um, after a while, I started dealing with some health issues. And um, that's really started my path of uh, being a, a healer, was uh, healing myself. So um, in 2012, I went through some um, just some real bad health issues and I had to figure out what was going on to me. Um, I went to the hospital, I didn't get any kind of answers, any kind of uh, results. So I went on a path of learning um, about this plant-based healing, um, about herbs and crystals and um, different natural elements to heal the body. So I went through the process of healing myself and I process of healing myself, uh, just my consciousness, my elevation uh, uh, raised well. And I started to get a deeper sense of who I was and this knowledge of self. And um, I knew I had a deeper path of destiny just uh, of just living. So um, I started doing a lot of uh, spiritual practices to uh, figure out you know, my gifts and my powers. And within that, um, I started to meet like-minded people who helped to uh, elevate me and mold me as well. And um, through all that, um, I came to find out that um, you know, I have a destiny to help connecting people and help uh, liberate and uplift melanated people on the planet and also to help ascend the consciousness on the planet. So uh, that's what I've been on the path of the last uh, 10 years is um, healing myself. And now I'm in a point where I'm able to teach and um, help to uh, facilitate uh, healing for others. Man, <laughs> man. I, I went through a similar situation getting sick in 2013. And mm. uh, that's, that's what led me to self-healing and, and everything that I'm doing now. So to, to take it back to your situation, how long was it um, in your process of being sick? Um, did it take for it to click? Like Western medicine right. isn't the solution. I'm going to have to start doing some research on my own. Right. Um, I would say um, throughout my lifetime, I had like kind of doubts about, you know, Western medicine and just um, a lot of um, practices out here in, in Western society, especially us being um, you know, black and melanated people, you know, we go through a lot of stuff with the medical system. So just by growing up, um, I seen, um, you know, I, I was having a lot of skin issues, like, you know, like acne growing up and they say like acne is something that is supposed to be normal, but I think that's something that's caused through the hormones, through the body after we eat mm -hmm. certain things uh, in our uh, younger ages that builds up to, uh, you know, certain conditions of the body. So um, yeah, I, I was already dealing with like some um, skin issues growing up and um, I was already questioning like, you know, all these different products that they're giving us to you know, clear these things up. It was actually making my skin a lot more worse. And I think that led to other um, issues on my body too. So um, I seen that when I was going to the hospital after I um, stopped playing basketball, that um, the treatments I was getting, it wasn't the same, you know, because when we play uh, sports um, and I played college and I played a little bit of freshman overseas in China, um, they give you like better like treatments and better, uh, you know, ways of uh, doing, um, medical work, but after um, I stopped playing basketball and I started going to like, you know, regular hospitals and started doing, um, you know, treatments um, at the clinics, it wasn't no kind of help that they were giving me. So I had to figure out what was uh, going wrong with myself though. Makes sense. Was there any, um, 
any particular people that you leaned on? I know, I know in my case, I learned a lot from Dr. Lila Africa and Dr. Right. Xavier, of course. But was there anybody who influenced you along your, your path? Um, I would say those names in particular, too. But um, the person that really sparked me on my path was a, a brother named by Professor Griff. Y'all familiar with Professor Griff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. so, um, yeah, he was a brother that really helped to have me aware of a lot of these people that we're uh, talking about because um, just by him being an elder and being immersed in um, the conscious community out there in New York, um, he had a lot of connections with people. So I used to follow his information and I used to um, reach out to him and he would start to uh, tell me about these different teachers that had a lot of information about health and wellness. Like you said, like Dr. Leila Africa and um, really uh, Bobby Hemming and, and Dr. Phil Valentine. Are y'all oh, familiar with those brothers? Yeah. No, those are two of my favorite people in the conscious right. community, period. Yeah, for Right, sure. so those, those are like some of my... Uh, my spiritual elder teachers, like uh, I met Phil Valentine once and I haven't met Bobby Hemmett, but honestly, when I used to tap into the information, um, I used to get a lot of dreams and a lot of um, just like downloads about uh, different things. And um, it helped to um, expand my awareness about other people. And um, I finally started getting information about Dr. Sabian. And that's what really helped to change my life because when I started eating more electric and more alkaline, mm -hmm. just my thoughts started to increase. and um, just my body felt a lot more energetic, you know, and I was able to do a lot more and think a lot more clear. So, um, yeah, I would say that some of my biggest uh, teachers are Bobby Hammett, Dr. Phil Valentine, um, Alayla Africa, um, also Dr. Deborah Blair. It was another uh, great influence in my life. Um, taught me a lot, a lot about metaphysics and a lot about just um, how to use the stones and the crystals energetically uh, to heal. And, um, yeah, I can go down a whole list of, of our great teachers, but those are just some, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Beautiful. When you mm -hmm. said um, downloads, why do you use the term downloads? What does that mean? Well, I believe that we all got um, connection to, it's called the Akashic Records, what um, a lot of ancient people uh, call it. Um, it's like a, a records of all the information, all the experiences that ever happened on the planet. And um, when you go deep into meditation, when you go uh, deeper to nature and you start to tap into more of a source, uh, information, then you will start to get these downloads, just like how a computer can get mm -hmm. a download of information. Uh, when you connect with the earth, you connect with the elements and spirit and, you know, like your ancestors and you do uh, spiritual work, you will start to get downloads of information that is called for you to uh, receive. And then when you receive that information, it's up to you to share it with other people so we all can receive information because information is vast and, in and limitless. We shouldn't have to read uh, hella books and stuff, you know, to get information. We can just sit at the feet of each other and exchange information like we always done. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's something I try to tell. Um, I work with a lot of kids in a mental health center and I try to tell them like why meditation is so important, why being in nature, I'm like anything you're trying to do, get better at, whether it's school, especially for my kids who do music. I'm like, if you just meditate or you get outside in nature, like you will receive so much inspiration. Like, you know, whenever I'm running, like whenever I, I feel like I have a, a creative energy block, I'll just go for a run. I'll just be present, looking at the trees, and I'll just like have to stop and I'll keep getting ideas, 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 ideas. Right, so, right. Yep, yep. That's what's up. <laughs> for sure. Beautiful. Oh. And I was gonna say one thing that you touched mm -hmm. on was healing with crystals. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you talk to our audience a little bit more about maybe a, a couple of your favorite crystals that you've used along your own healing journey? Yeah. So. Um, 
when I was young, me and my mother, we used to go to the uh, to the Sacramento River and we would collect a lot of different rocks and stuff that um, that looked nice and that called and resonated with us. So I used to take the rocks and stones and put them in my windowsill and just like collect them. Now as I got a little older, um, you know, honestly, people used to make fun of me for, you know, having stones and crystals on me and stuff. And um, I stopped, you know, kind of um, working with them. But as I got on my path of healing um, and doing the sciences, they were saying how the stones and crystals got a lot of minerals in it and how they come straight from the earth. And they've been in the earth for thousands of years and they got a lot of information on them too. So they were saying that, you know, if you use them um, around you in your aura field and helps to cleanse up like different type of energies in your aura, it also helps to bring in um, higher frequencies so you can vibrate higher and you can uh, naturally heal yourself like that. So I would take the uh, stones and crystals and, and charge them in the sun. And then I would take them and I'll meditate with them and I'll uh, meditate on things I wanted to clear, what I wanted to heal, what I wanted to receive and bring to me. And over time, the crystals will help me to attract these things to me. And they're very uh, magnetic too as well. You can use them to set intentions for yourself. You can use them to help yourself to um, remember things. And um, I also use them in baths too as well. I would take spiritual baths with them. I would uh, take the stones and crystals and line them up to the different seven chakras and you know, put them to my different seven chakras and I'll just have them um, in the bath with me. And um, over time, you can feel the energy. And um, it's a very healing practice um, that I uh, use to this day to uh, bring me uh, great positive energy. Wow. Oh. Definitely going to have to start doing that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say as far, I know you talked about like um, psychedelics and I know you're kind of into that. What role has like psychedelics and mushrooms played in healing? Because I know that's that's actually a new mm. thing that's come into the field of psychology. I mean, it's, it's been there, but it's right. getting more popularized. Um, so using like psychedelic mushrooms for actual like healing in the therapeutic setting. Right. Well, um, I started getting into um, working with plant medicines seven years ago, um, and it's something that has been around me on my path. Like when I was young, um, I would see some of the kids in high school, you know, do like mushrooms and acid and stuff. And uh, to me, it was just kind of weird. You know, I was like, you know, I, it wasn't something that I felt called to do at that moment. But when I started getting on my path of uh, healing and getting the information of how the, um, the plant medicines are teachers and they're healers and they can help your consciousness and awareness, I was like, you know what, well, let me get deeper into this. But I started to study about it first. I, I studied about um, psychedelics for like three years before I tapped into them. So I've been on my path for 10 years. In the first three years, I was doing a lot of studying. And within that studying, you know, psychedelics always kept coming up. And I was like, okay, well, let me look deeper into this. And um, as I was looking into it, um, I was coming to find out that a lot of ancient and um, indigenous cultures use plant medicine for, for ceremony, for rituals, um, and they use them in a sacred way. So um, I said, okay, well, let me... Um, start to, you know, find a way to attract these things to me because I, I wouldn't trust anybody with this, you know, because I wanted to be sacred with it. So a friend of mine who um, done it in Oakland, he introduced him to another one of his friends who was selling it and she was a cool um, sister. And um, I ended up getting some from her and me and my friend had experience. And um, it was the, um, this, the most divine experience I had when I tapped in with uh, mushrooms for the first time. Um, very um, introspective about myself. Uh, um, a lot of um, stuff in my lifetime uh, came up and a lot of things that um, I knew that um, I needed to heal from came up. So I was uh, went through the process of, of healing deeper when I started working with the mushrooms and also getting a deeper sense of who I was on a higher consciousness, like my higher self of where I came from and um, 
my uh, destiny and my purpose on this planet it has helped me a lot. And um, I have um, done um, ayahuasca. I have done um, the cactus peyote. Um, I have done uh, mushrooms and um, I'm starting to learn how to cultivate the mushrooms and um, I know how to uh, hold space and ceremonies uh, with the mushrooms. So I've just been utilized as a way for myself to heal, but also I want to hold space and ceremony for others to heal and use it in a second way so we can um, ascend our consciousness because it does help to ascend our consciousness to a higher level. So with the shrooms, um, mm -hmm. I, I definitely, I'm, I'm one to do my research before I do stuff as well. And even <laughs> along my own journey, like you said, the shrooms came up, never was really something that, that called me up until recently. Mm -hmm. So with all that being said, what would you recommend for somebody who's new to the psychedelics? Uh, would you recommend like microdosing? Would you recommend mm -hmm. taking them at night? I I've also oh. heard it's, it's nice to, it's almost like drawing on a chalkboard. You need something like a black background to really see the full visuals that can get the full effect. So right. um, what, what would be your recommendation on that? Yes. Well, um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to one of my elders. His name is, is um, Baba... Hank Rodden's son out of New York and Love he was him. the one yeah he was the one that um introduced me to the psychedelics I actually um saw him on the tape of Bobby Hemmings and then from there I went into his information and then going upon his information then I ran into another elder um and he recently transitioned his name was uh Bobby uh, uh Baba uh, Kalindi IE I don't know if y'all uh, know about Baba Kalindi but he was one of the uh, most profound people on the planet speaking about the mushrooms and um I would say that if anybody wants to learn uh, more about the mushrooms, definitely tap into his information. And um, I tapped into his information and I actually went to a psychedelic conference out in um, Detroit um, last year. And um, it was divine experience. I had a lot of information that was sharing. So I would say that for, for me, I will get the information first the best way I could. And then from there, I would take a, a little bit, just a small amount, just to get a, a relationship with the mushroom because you want to get a relationship with these plant uh, teachers. You know, you don't want to take them and just um, overindulge yourself with them if you don't know what the experience might be. So I definitely would say, like you said, microdose just to get a, a relationship with the plant teacher. And then from there, after you microdose, take uh, maybe up to like one gram at a time, you know, and one gram enough is something to have an out-of-body experience for some. But, you know, you just for take sure. your one gram, you know what I'm saying, and have your experience. And then from there, um, whatever information you get, definitely receive that first and, 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 and work on that, you know what I'm saying, the best way you can. It don't got to be something you do overnight, but just to start to, you know, uh, embrace whatever information that you got from your first experience. And then the more you embrace these things and start to heal, the more that you will be able to dive deeper with the medicine because um, there's no limits when it comes to working with the medicine. A lot of people um, said that they think that these medicines was, will help extend the, uh, the ancestors from the past from like Kemet and all these other civilizations where um, we have these ancient remnants of all these great civilizations. Don't nobody really know where the people went to, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people think that they ascended to a higher plane by working with these plant teachers. So just take them, you know, gram by gram. And um, like you said, in the dark places, is really good. You know, the darkness is where we're born at. You know, the darkness is where everything creation comes from. So when you go into that dark place, you will go into uh, yourself, you know, like in, more in a cocoon, like an embryotic state. And then from there, you can um, go deep into, you know, um, your past lives. 
you can go deep into, you know, your future, or you can be very present with, you know, the now and um, get some downloads about what's going on on the earth right now. So I would say just treat it very sacred. Don't, you know, play with it as far as like something to do recreationally. You can, but once you get a better relationship with it, you know what I'm saying? You can go out in public and, you know, uh, do it with other people. But I would say do it in your own private space, uh, do it in a private nature space if you can for the first couple of times. And once you get a relationship with it, then experiment it with it with other people because it's very energetically um, sacred to use this medicine. And once your energy is out there and you don't know how to control it, maybe it's hard for you to um, to pick up other uh, people's energies and re be able to receive it. So um, definitely just uh, treat it sacred and um, everything will be good. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I was going to say one more master teacher I wanted to piggyback off of that mm. she said was a KT to arts degree. Yes. I actually saw um, a, a very good episode that he did on, on uh, I think it was just psychedelics in general, but he touched on a bunch mm -hmm. um, and all being plant-based medicines. And I mean, this is even including like coca leaves. Like people always think of cocaine being like this powder, but he was just talking about people like even in Colombia, just chewing on the leaves and the, the type of medicinal healing that they were getting even from that. So um one more for, for the audience to check out KT to Arch degree. Thanks. Hey, Parallel Podcast listeners. If you're looking to learn more about building a strong mindset and deepening your meditation practice, join Makita every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time live on Instagram for Makita's meditation and mindset tips. You can also schedule a free consult by visiting the link in her Instagram bio at Makita Smiles. And for all things health and wellness, check out Blair's site, threelayerswellness.com for products, services, and resources. And if you're looking to establish or enhance your business online presence, don't forget to check out thebonafideagency.com for assistance with websites, logos, graphic designs, and more. You can find all of this information in the show notes as well. Yeah, I met the brother KT at the um, psychedelic conference. He shared a lot of information. He's very tapped in with the plant medicine. Mm -hmm. When was the last time they held the psychedelic conference? Have they brought it back yet? No, the last time they did it was in 2020, but they do it every two years in Detroit. Oh, oh. You I'm know what? next year. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something really special about Detroit because I've been meeting a lot of people from Detroit. I keep hearing things here and there. Mm -hmm. I've never been there. And also the media that we get about Detroit is more often negative, you know. Right. Detroit is a very powerful vortex where um, our people um, were very centered at. You know, we had a lot of Black-owned businesses, a lot of um, independence out there in Detroit. And then I believe that um, a lot of um, people saw that, who was against that, and, and broke that down. And now you can see the city is very much, um, yeah, it's kind of destroyed. It's a lot of places that's... Uh, Buildings that's not, um, you know, up and structured. Um, yeah. Businesses that's not up and, you know, running. Um, but the people there are, are, are beautiful people. You know, um, got a lot of love for um, our people out there. And yeah, if you ever get a chance to visit, please do it. It's, it's a cultural hub for our people. For sure. And even being in Oakland, I mean, that's a hub, you know, where the Black Panthers were. Um, do you see, is that culture still alive there? Like, is there any remnants of it or has it been wiped? Um, it's remnants of it, but 
um, it has been gentrified, you know, as far as this Oakland in, in general. Um, it's it's our people are there, but um, we could be a lot more closer. It's still it's still culture there, you know. Um, Lake Merritt is, is a place you can always go for a drum circle and always go for a good vibe. Something like uh, La Merritt Park out here. Um, you, Berkeley, um, they have a, a big flea market that they do every weekend that's real nice where you can always find culture at. And it's a lot of um, Black-owned businesses out there, too. But I will say that um, that presence is, is starting to spark back up because a lot of our people are um, coming more into um, independence and solidarity and um, want to do these work. So, yeah, I'm happy to be um, yeah, a part of the resurgence. Mm -hmm. oh. And I, I, when um, when Nipsey was killed, I felt mm. like that was a big kind of catalyst for this consciousness. Um, but you yes. see, you see this shift happening where there is, you know, the like, what evidence do you see? What do you kind of project for the, our future? Um, yeah, I, I, I did see that um, when Nipsey um transitioned, that it was a a, a big spark for consciousness and awareness you know the planet and um i see that for the future our people are being more aware of uh financial um security is very important you know a lot of our people into uh, crypto uh currency and um trading right now and um we're starting to get more into um independent business so i think that's a good step um i think the next step for our people is to be aware of um of our, of our different enemies out here, you know, and, and to strategize on coming more closer together and um, more tight knit with everything that we're doing. Um, and I think that's going to help us to establish a lot more outside of just uh, business. Like we can establish more families, you know, the, the black family is, is uh, starting to come back on the rise where, you know, the black man and woman and child are, are starting to be in importance again, which is uh, very important because that's the creation of civilization is the black man and woman. So, um, you know, black relationships uh, have to come back together. Um, a lot of ancestral uh, trauma and healing needs to be done with um, a lot of our families out here in America are dysfunctional. You know, we don't communicate. We don't really um, uplift and, and uphold each other. So, you know, that needs to come back stronger. And um, just a sense of pride of being who we are, you know, knowledge itself is just something that we, um, we all need together as a collective more deeper. And once we get a deeper sense of who we are, you know, I think we'll be proud to, to do the work out here, sure. That's a fact. That's and a fact. I, and, go ahead, Mickey. I was just say that's why I'm just, I'm so grateful that you are doing the healing works um, because it's like, until we can heal ourselves, we don't even think to take those next steps to build our family. You know, we have to start with healing thyself. And, um, and our healers are so important right now. Like, yeah, we can have people can teach us about crypto and getting financially stable and, and teach us about how to come together in our relationships, but we need that healing to like uplift that veil that's been, you know, laid over us. So again, much, much, and even piggybacking off both of you, um, the awareness and developing the awareness and being able to meditate on these things. That's a key right now. Um, so Mikhail, what would you say for somebody who's trying to get into meditating? Um, how, how would you tell them to meditate? Uh, are there any tips that you can give? Uh, and I mean, we've, we've talked about it a few episodes, but just from your perspective, what's the best way to get into a good meditative state and, um, be able to, to get these downloads? Yes. Um, well, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not 
um, the best uh, traditional meditator, like as far as like, you know, the sitting and being in one position and just being able to uh, tap in and meditate. I have got better at it, but um, I would say for anybody who wants to get deeper into meditation to um, get deeper into things and activities that give you, uh, that give you peace, that give you, um, that give you stillness within yourself. Um, by any chance, it, can y'all hear me? It, it's difficult to hear me right now. Just people with this wind blowing in the background. Can y'all still hear me cool? Yeah, it's, we, uh, it's not as good, but I think it's trying to pick up on both sounds, but we can still hear you. Okay, for sure. Um, well, I was just going to say that um, a lot of people think of meditation as something that you have to just sit in one position and be uh, very still. And um, that is true. That That is, uh, I guess, the best way to meditate, but whatever way you can still your mind, that's a meditation. So, right. you know, for me, when I first tried to, to meditate, I tried to sit there and, and meditate, but I had so many thoughts on my mind. I'm like, you know, this is not helping me. So I was like, well, what can I do to meditate? And so um, I, I know that I love music, you know, and I know that music is, is something that really um, helps to motivate me in life. So I started to listen to music more after I meditated, you know, and as I listened to music when I meditated, I noticed that it was easier for me to still my mind because um, I would listen to the words of the song and it would, it would send me to a place that was outside of myself at that moment. So um, as I started listening to the music, meditating, and um, using that as a tool to meditate, then I was like, well, what other ways can I meditate that things that I like to do that can help still my mind? So like I said, I played sports and basketball uh, majority mm -hmm. of my life. So I thought about, I was like, okay, well, that's my meditation right there too, yeah. you know? Um, and I thought about other things I like to do. I like to cook, you know, I, I cook a lot of food. So I use food as a meditation, you know? And, and these are different activities that I do. And when I do them, my mind is not in that moment at the time. You know, my mind is somewhere else. My mind is able to think outside of myself at that moment. So I think that's what meditation is for anybody. Um, some people like to um, do art. You know, I have a lot of artist friends who do art. They say that that's their meditation right there. Um, I have some um, different people who um, use sound bowls. You know, I use sound bowls at times when I want to still my mind and, and meditate. Um, you got some people who um, use guided meditation where they use other people's voices and other people's um, direction for their meditation. So that's another good meditation. But whatever way that you feel like you can still your mind outside of yourself, even running, you know what I'm saying, Act, you mm -hmm. know, is, is another meditation, you know, for a lot of people. So whatever that is, and then once you find that meditation for you, that meditation will help you lead to the more physical sitting down and being still type of meditation over time. And then once you master that, whatever you can do to meditate, you tap in, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too, because it, like you said, it's not just sitting down and, um, in, in, in silence and closing your eyes. Um, you mentioned one for me that I didn't realize was so meditative, but hooping. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I'd be outside of myself when I'm playing basketball or just shooting. Mm -hmm. And um, you mentioned art. Um, another one is like lifting weights. If people like to exercise, like using your body and being able to be fully present in what you're doing it can be in a number of different ways. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Sure. And more recently, I got a, a good brother of mine. He do, um, he's a Tai Chi master. He's been doing Tai Chi for the last 20 years. And um, like you said, body movement, uh, yoga, 
is another great meditation. Uh, oh Qigong. yeah, yoga, qigong. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, uh, body movement is, is very important. And um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and water, you know, if you can get by nature, you know, and um, that's a meditation on itself because For you know sure. the elements around you help to still your mind. So yeah, those, those are all great things. For sure. With Tai Chi. So I guess like with meditation, you're more so focused on like maybe channeling the energies within you. And then with Tai Chi, isn't it more um, you're working with the energy around you? Are you trying to channel stuff during Tai Chi? Um, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. So from my yeah. understanding, um, we all have Chi in our body, you know, and we all have um, different meridians and energy centers in our body. So when we do Tai Chi helps to open up different centers in our body so that the energy can flow and move because a lot of uh, health and a lot of um, ailments come from stagnant energy in different places in our body a lot of times. So when we move our body and move the energy, this can help us uh, heal ourselves, help keep our energy clear and um, and not stagnant. But also, like you said, now we can pull the energy, the Chi from the air elements and environments we have. So if you're in a, um, a nice natural environment, just by you being in that space, you're going to pick up on the chi and the prana of that area. And then also a lot of exercises with chi gone, you, uh, you raise your arms to the sun to pick up that mm-hmm. solar charge and that solar chi energy and bring it into your body. And then um, we do exercises on grounding the earth or imagining your feet are grounding all the way to the, to the center of the earth and you're helping to ground yourself to the earth. So a lot of it is visualization too as well, visualizing different elements and working with the different elements. And then the breath too as well. The breath is very important. As far as when you make any kind of body movement, uh, breathing in and breathing out externally during different movements is going to help the, the energy move and it's going to help the body to be um, still in that peace too. Mm, beautiful. And you said visualization, which I never knew except until I started doing hypnotherapy, that there's some people who are visualizers and some people who aren't visualizers. So one person, <laughs> they imagine a chair and they actually see a chair in their mind. And other people, it's more like they're thinking of seeing a chair. Um, do you feel like your ability and visualization obviously is so important for manifestation mm-hmm. and all of these healing practices, whether you're trying to manifest healing or manifest something more material? Do you feel like your ability to visualize got stronger once you started using plant medicine? I think it has, yeah. Um, one of my nicknames uh, growing up playing basketball was uh, Magic. And um, you know, I always ran with that as far as, um, you know, working my magic, you know, and part of my magic is, like you said, visualization, visualizing and seeing what I want and and knowing it's there and knowing it's going to happen and just moving with it, you know, and, and keeping that faith in, until it happens. So that's a um, a great part of visualization, but also um, visualizing a future for yourself, you know, doing right. more of a um, kind of like a, a thing for your destiny. Like if you see yourself somewhere and you have a timeline of, of the way you want to go about doing it, like actually seeing that happening in your mind, being a part of those actions. Um, and over time, maybe these things might come into your dreams. You know, uh, maybe these things will start coming to your life or a deja vu right in front of you. And you're like, wow, like, you know, and whatever we speak, whatever we see, where we put our attention to, that's what you're usually going to manifest for. So um, I think all of us have that power in, in but we have to get more um, creative with it. And the plant medicine does open up your, uh, some people call it third eye, uh, you know, your first eye, your pineal gland, but uh, you know, it's happening to your your spiritual awareness to where now that you have a a more of a a deeper sense of um, self, then you can go ahead and and, and visualize a lot more. Mm -hmm. 
And I would say, and I feel like some people might be like, well, I can't visualize. And I would say most of us, well, those who haven't healed, we're sitting there visualizing negative things. Like we're thinking about the worst case scenario. So you know how to visualize. It's just that you're visualizing the wrong things. And through meditation, you can have a, a greater level of control over what you're visualizing. That way it can be directed towards what you actually want to welcome into your life. Awesome. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you spoke about the Black family. Where are mm -hmm. you in your stage of, you know, creating your own family? Right now, um, I'm in a stage of still developing my family. Um, I'm 34 years old and um, I don't have any children right now. I'm not married. I have um, worked on building um, partnerships in the past for family, but it hasn't necessarily worked out as far as right now. But um, I'm keeping faith that, you know, everything's going to be good and that I'm doing my works that I need to do for myself to heal and um, for my family and for my community. And with me and me doing that work, then I'll attract that right partner to me. But I know that um, the black family is very important. Um, I grew up in a, um, a dysfunctional family. You know, my mom and dad separated when I was young. And so I have uh, been raised by a single mother. So I see the importance of, um, you know, the uh, black man and black woman coming together to raise a uh, family and raise our children so we can all be in a more uh, better, healthy state. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it though. So. Okay. I should. You might be watching this episode. <laughs> okay, for sure. <laughs> um, what role does a, do you feel like woman can play in helping men heal and or become their, their optimal self? Um, I truly believe that um, women can help uplift men by uh, speaking life into, you know, uh, men, by um, being um, in a positive space with men and also um, to, hmm, just to be open to different um, ways and conditions outside of, you know, uh, this Western society. You know, it's a lot of um, conditions with men and women where, you know, um, the man is supposed to be, um, you know, providing all these things to the woman and the woman is supposed to maybe, um, do all these things for the man, like, you know, these different roles and, and, and gender roles that we have, I think they're kind of backwards, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I think um, man and woman um, are both uh, equally and, and divine in, in, in the same way, but we all have our different uh, strengths and weaknesses as we are designed as man and woman. We all have masculine and feminine in us. And so uh, I think that the black woman can help the, the black man uplift his feminine side a lot more, you know what I'm saying? Um, so brothers can be more balanced with our emotions and we can actually speak and have more conversations without it being anger and arguments and fighting amongst each other. Um, and I think that uh, brothers in, in our end, we can protect and uplift the black women more too. Like, you know, um, doing our part to be providers, but also to be, um, to be healers for our sisters. A lot of our sisters have been through a lot of pain and trauma and most of have been through black men, honestly, you know, from family members to relationship, father issues and stuff like that. So we have to be mindful of these things that we speaking to our sisters and be very compassionate, you know, and um, just have compassion for each other. We all been through a lot out here in America. It's been a lot of put against us with being in relationships with each other, you know, and um, yeah, I just want to uplift the, uh, you know, the black man and black woman to come together as, you know, as equal, as partners and uh, be present in love with each other. You know, we don't have to uh, compete with each other no more. It's been too much competition with, you know, finances and money and 
material things of that nature. Like we get rid of all that stuff and just come with love and compassion and peace, then uh, we can be able to build uh, pyramids again. Yay. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just over here just like, yep, yep, that's what I be saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man, I, I, I think um, this is just kind of answering Makita's question, just women being a source of peace, um, like you said, is being able to uplift each other, um, providing inspiration for each other to keep getting better each day. Um, and then even what you said, just coming together more from just our, our overall community of people. We got to realize who the real enemies are. It's not each other. Right, right. Um, and the more we can start to collaborate and, and come together, we will definitely see some shifts in how we're treated and how we're viewed uh, on a global scale. Well, thanks, yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so speaking of the enemy, <laughs> what do you, uh, what's your current thoughts on the state of America? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, go, you, you had some more to say? I'm sorry. I didn't want to say. Uh, no, that was, this is go from that. I'll just go from that. Okay. Okay. Uh, our st current state of America, like, you know, like enemy, you saying, basically? Yeah. Like what, what's your perception of America as a whole? Is it? Is it for you? Is it what, you know, what do you feel like right. needs to uh, be done or whatever? That's, that's a, uh, I guess a touchy subject. If you want to answer the question. No, I, I answer the question. I answer <laughs> he said that's a loaded question, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, America, I think America is at war with itself right now. More like a civil war right now in America. And um from propaganda and from, you know, uh, media, we kind of been um, taught that, you know, America uh, has all these other enemies outside of ourselves, you know, even we talk about right now, there's uh, different wars on, you know, with Palestine and, you know, things that have been going on for, for some time. But mm -hmm. if you really look at America, America has been at, at war with itself as far as, you know, all these messed up conditions that we are in, we're killing ourselves every day out here in America, you know what I'm saying? And, um, us being more aware of it now, we're all trying to figure out like, damn, well, what, what can we do? Like, we're not really um, welcome and honored in a lot of places in America and other places and, and cause a lot of war. Now, when I say America, I'm just saying the title of America and, and uh, I guess the people who are in America, but I always felt like I wasn't really American. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm um, natural, I'm indigenous, you know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like that's the whole thing that's coming back so our people in America are us claiming our nationality, you know what Facts. I'm saying? Because um, black and Negro and color is, is, a, is a legal term that's against us, you know what I'm saying? Facts. They're using that to, to target us in many different ways. And as we start to come more into awareness of our indigenous um, and national um, culture, then we're going to see that we've been playing ourselves, you know what I'm saying? We haven't been claiming nothing and we haven't been operating as a nation. So um, I feel like America, now, America elite, the people who are running America, they, they know this, you know what I'm saying? They definitely know who we are. You know what I'm saying? And when I say America elite, it's, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of names that are not being mentioned out here as far as who our true enemies is, but we do have these elite um, royal families that's on the planet who've been um, a part of a bloodline that's been causing a lot of chaos and destruction on the planet for a very long time. And um, this bloodline that these people come from, 
It's not of a bloodline or source that, that come from this planet. Um, and we actually don't come from this planet. You know what I'm saying? We have a different bloodline that come from another star system far, far away. But we came down here um, some time ago and created home and, and, and peace down here. And um, that natural order over time has been um, manipulated by some other beings that are very intelligent beings that's on the planet too as well. So um, it's a lot of stuff that's going on on the planet that's been hidden for a very long time as mm -hmm. far as different um, races and civilizations of other beings who uh, live on the planet, who are part of the, um, the manipulation of the planet, who control the mass of the people on the planet. So uh, a lot of these things are starting to be revealed, but um, to say the least of all that is that once we get ourselves together in America out here, who we are, then the world's gonna recognize who we are. And then when the world recognizes who we are, then things are gonna start to shift and change where the planet is gonna have to operate in a whole different capacity. And when the planet operates at, at the capacity that it needs to, then I believe that um, it's gonna be a shift, like, like a major shift um, where, um, things are gonna start running back how it used to be with um, the high advanced technology, um, with the life forms that um, coming together and living more in peace and harmony, but also it's gonna be a time where um, there's gonna be a lot of confusion, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's where we're moving towards, is where things are gonna be confusing and out of chaos is gonna come peace and order. You know? Is that gonna be in our lifetime? You said it's going to be in our lifetime. You think that's going to be in our lifetime? I say yes because we live in all lifetimes. You know what I'm saying? Once we transition, you know, we still, our spirit and our energy is still here. And if we choose to reincarnate, we can reincarnate back down here. But um, I believe we'll be a part of it. Like our energy will be a part of it. It might not be in our physical lifetime, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing the shift and change when it does happen. Me too. I'm ready. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. <We're> good. <laughs> Um, one thing you mentioned was your indigenous Aboriginal background, and I know that's that's one thing I've been knee deep in, finding my own roots over these last few years. Um, yes. Have you been able to tap in and, and kind of see where or what tribe you came from, and where you may have, where your family may have originated from out of this land? Which yes. For me, America is North America, it's Canada, it's Central America, it's South America, right. like that's such a, a broad term, but this was a land of thousands of nations when we had settlers come in and disrupt things. So mm -hmm. um, with his story and, and mm -hmm. skewing and erasing our past, uh, have you been able to recollect and, and come across any of your stuff? Um, yeah, I have been, brother. Um, over my... Um journey over the last couple of years i've been studying a lot of more science and when, as i was studying the more science um it was giving me a different a different sense of um us people out here in america we're very special uh mm -hmm. because we have a mix of all different um bloodlines from all over the planet you know what i'm saying a lot of people migrated here to america throughout the years from all over the diasporas um and created and made life with um many different melanated people on, you know, in America. So out here in America, we have a very special bloodline where uh, most of us have a bloodline that comes from America. Most of us have a bloodline that comes from Africa, but most of us also have a bloodline that's an Asiatic and um, indigenous bloodline coming from the Caribbean islands and all over the planet. Yeah. So um, when I started studying more science, um, I got that sense of, you know, that uh, coming from out of Spain and coming from out of uh, that Europe. But 
when I start looking to my own personal family story. And that's something that is we all can do to start where um, where we come from. See where your family originated from in America is a good way to figure out where your bloodline comes from. Because a lot of us, if we came from a certain place in America, we came from certain indigenous tribes from that area. So right. my, my family um, originates from uh, from Georgia and Atlanta and also from Florida, uh, where my uh, mother and father uh, family line originally from. And so I know that the Seminoles and I know that the, um, the Washington nation was in more to the Florida Keys in that area. But also um, in Georgia, there was more of the, uh, the Cherokees and those were connected more with the, uh, the Olmec civilization that was more part of the whole northern region of America. The Olmec people were, they were part of Mexico, uh, America, uh, even went up to like um, more of the um, Pacific Islands. So once I figured out like, wow, you know, we have a whole civilization of uh, people that came to America, but we got some civilization people that was already in America. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, that means that I come from America for sure. But that means that also I, I migrated here and I have a bloodline from somewhere else. And um, when I started to do uh, that research, also a lot of spiritual things started coming to me. I started meeting and coming across people from all over the world. And when I came across and they were like, you look like me or you look like you come from my, where I'm from. So yeah. uh, Senegal, you know, I've uh, been running to people in Senegal for the last five years and they all, you know, say that, you know, I have a bloodline from Senegal. Uh, Ghana. I went to Ghana in 2019. As soon as I got to Ghana, everybody thought I was from there. And, and West Africa is one of the places that we came to from the Americas and through slavery. You know what I'm saying? So I know I have a bloodline from there. And then I'm still doing my ancestry from more of my um, indigenous bloodlines coming from the Caribbean islands because I have uh, my grandfather I never met, but he was from Cuba. And uh, my uh, grandmother was from Haiti. So um, I'm just putting these pieces together. But as, as a whole right now, I'm claiming all the world and, and all the uh, bloodlines and all everything, because that's what we are. And if you go any of these places to travel as a melanated person, the more you travel, the more you will see that when you go there, they got statues, they got information, they got the indigenous people who are actually from there that look just like you. Mm. That, that's a fact. I went to Dominican Republic two years ago, I guess. Mm. And like you said, as soon as getting there, people speaking Spanish to me thinking I'm Dominican or whatever. So like you said, it's right. definitely ties in the, the narrative of the slave trade, it all being from Africa, that's definitely false. Like it, it was definitely a lot of transit from our Eastern coast to the Caribbean and transporting some of their captives from the Caribbean up here. Um, from, from some of the research I've been in a uh, privy to, but man, um, like you said, we're we're a, a, a nation of, of people who um, I, I like to call us copper colored. I don't, I'm not a fan of the, the term black, but right, um, us copper colored individuals are everywhere and have been at the the foundation of every civilization on every continent. Um, so it's, it's it's interesting to to see, and um, I think two people got to put into context of what's still going on today we look at 1492 and all of these dates that they give us with columbus and stuff coming over here and quote unquote discovering and all of this mess but it's we've been here <laughs> we've been here so uh, again i encourage everybody to look deeper into their actual roots where they come from 
and knowing self is such a powerful thing. Um, I can't even put it into words, um, how it's changed my perception of myself and how I operate on a daily basis. Yeah, you, you, uh, when you know where you come from, like that's been one of the major um, contributors to my confidence gain mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. And once I started looking into my family history or acknowledging ancestors, like I haven't, you know, really done the research, but just acknowledging uh, the people who I came from when I actually started, you know, researching ancient Kemet and learning about the different Orishas. And like now I bring that energy with me um, when I enter a room. So it's like, you know, knowing your history is so important. I know we hated it when we were in school, but it's everything, you know, we need to know what powers are working with what we're coming from. So. I think the reason we may have disliked it in school is because it was their their story. <laughs> it wasn't our real story. So right. um, I, I think now that I've been coming across more of my my real story and real history, it's it's captivating. Like it makes you want to dive even deeper. And um, like Mikhail said, even learning about the Asiatic piece of it that was that was new to me. So I mean, it's it's a bunch of facets to to who we are. And um, the enemy definitely knows who we are. <laughs> they know us better than we, than we collectively know ourselves, which is definitely an issue. Exciting times, very exciting times that we're in. Yeah. For sure. And so we are coming up on our hour, which I know we could talk all day. I'm, we're definitely going to take that trip up to Oakland you see your crew oh yes yeah i got a whole crew out in oakland i'm a part of a, a collective called raw soul collective and we're all artists um we're all into health and wellness and yeah they're spreading good vibes so sorry about that <laughs> but yeah we, we'll love to uh connect um massey um gonna uh be planning on coming back out here soon probably go up to uh the Merritt park one of the weekends and um go out there and vibe and uh for the collective probably set up um we got a lot of uh, products and services that we offer so um come up and, and set up and um maybe even perform you know and do some music are you a musician um, yeah i'm i'm a uh, emerging musician yep beautiful <laughs> definitely dope Beautiful. I believe one day I'm going to be a singer. I just got to learn how to sing first. But it's <laughs> got it. <laughs> For sure. Well, brother, we will definitely um, connect offline. Um, yeah. We, we got a lot of stuff we can chat about. So we'll, we'll connect. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, in the meantime, uh, again, we appreciate you coming on the show and with everything that you share with, with us and our guests. And uh, if we can be of any assistance to you or any help for you and your businesses, please let us know. And um, please let the people know where they can find you as well. Oh, give thanks, yes. Um, you can find me online on um, IG. My, my personal page is uh, Magic, it's spelled M-A-G-I-K, uh, L-B-E-Y, e -L -B -E -Y. that's my personal page. But if you wanna um, find my business page, it's called Exclusive Magic. It's a, a crystal health service product uh, business and also we have um, indigenous and spiritual clothing and that's spelled x-k-l-u-s-i-v-e-m-a-g-i-k school for magic number 33 at uh, instagram and um also uh black sea cuisine is uh, my other uh handle 
It's uh, spelled B-L-A-C-K-S-E-E-D-C-U-I-S-I-N-E, Black Sea Cuisine. And you can find me on um, Instagram and also on uh, Facebook, too. We do um, alkaline uh, plant-based uh, catering and events. So um, if you're interested and in, in, you're in um, Oakland or in uh, California, uh, we can connect with you on that service as well. Mm. Oh, I can taste California. that food now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing for sure. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, we'll put all of that in the show notes, so definitely check that out. Go ahead. I was going to say, from, from one entrepreneur and mogul to another, I salute you on the journey and um, keep moving forward, my brother. Thank you. I, I appreciate uh, both uh, my like minded divine reflections. I look forward to um, yeah. seeing this uh, podcast and checking out. It sounds like it would be pretty nice. And um, yeah, I look forward to the work y'all doing and connecting with y'all again soon. Awesome. We appreciate it. Much love. <laughs> All right, Parallel Podcast listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. You know, connect with us if you like the shirts or connect with our special guests here. We'll put all the information in the show notes. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, in love. Bye. Peace.